SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A very happy holiday season, a very merry Christmas Eve, and a football Friday right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens. Over these next three hours, we get you set up for your holiday weekend. We have the NFL on Christmas Day, a full NBA slate as of now in the association on Christmas Day as well. Not a ton of action today on Christmas Eve, but we'll make you a better and more informed sports better, hopefully setting you up for profits this holiday season so you can earn some money back after paying for those Christmas gifts for your family. We will go through the NFL entire weekend slate, both the doubleheader on Christmas, a Sunday slate, and maybe even take a look at the Monday night football game as well. Coach James Young joins us in our second hour, the scouting report for Christmas Day in the association. A great guest list for you in the third and final hour and a holiday edition of Benny and the Bets where I'm wearing a Santa hat on the streets of New York City. But in this opening hour, the morning after on this Christmas Eve becomes the early after. Why? Because Donnie Wrightside, Donnie Seymour, one of the co-hosts of The Early Line, joins me right now for this opening hour until 10 a.m. Eastern time. Donnie, you are looking very festive in that sweater, my friend. A Merry Christmas Eve to you and yours, and thank you for joining us here on The Morning After. To spread the holiday cheer, so let's have some fun here and get it started. We are going to have a lot of fun. On this Football Friday, we are getting it started after Week 16 in the NFL got started last night. On a Thursday night in Nashville, Tennessee, the Titans, as a three-and-a-half-point home underdog, went outright on a last-second 44-yard field goal from Randy Bullock. Four seconds remaining, and the Titans take a 20-17 to win over the San Francisco 49ers. Donnie, the Titans this year have been phenomenal as an underdog now six and two against the number five of those six covers winning outright against five playoff teams we all remember earlier in this regular season the wins over kansas city over buffalo over indianapolis over los angeles the rams that is and now the niners all as an underdog all outright tennessee when booked as a dog you got to look out for them also on that money line no, they played well last night, well enough to win, I should say here. But the focal point's going to be on the 49ers. And how do they blow this game here, Ben? We talk about from a handicapping yeah. and betting perspective. You see that, you know, coming into the game, a slight favorite here for San Francisco. After their touchdown drive, it turned into like a minus 350 favorite. After the second scoring drive, Ben, a minus 800 favorite. And then the bottom dropped out, not on the 49ers for me, Ben, but the bottom dropped out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, just handing the football game away to the opposing team. That was a big loss for the 49ers. That was one of those wins. Ben, that they could have said, okay, we are making the playoffs. Now you have to take that step back and say, okay, we got to rebound and win a game. But more than likely, the Tennessee Titans here, same thing. They were headed to another loss. Can they even make the playoffs? And where is this tailspin going to end? It ended last night. Congratulations to Mike Grable and the Titans pulling that out. Ten wins. They're headed to the playoffs. Yeah, both playoff teams, Donnie, for sure, it seems as of right now, or at least positioned to make it into the postseason. But two teams heading into last night on opposing trends. The Niners had won five of their last six games, covering in those five games, four of the five as a favorite. The Titans have lost three of their last four games. But it was huge last night for that Tennessee offense 
to get A.J. Brown back. A huge night for the second-year wide receiver out of Ole Miss. 11 grabs, 145 yards, and a touchdown in the fourth quarter that gave the Titans their first lead of the ballgame. Another big way and another big game on the other side. But first, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on this Christmas Eve and a football Friday. You are listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. In all of our lovely radio affiliates, it's Ben Stevens and Donnie Wright's side with you here for this opening hour. Then we bring you up until noon Eastern time on this Christmas Eve. So, Donnie, we mentioned A.J. Brown on one side, the young wide receiver for the Titans. On the other side, the young wide receiver, utility player, do it all, everything for Kyle Shanahan's offense, Debo Samuel. Another tremendous performance. Nine grabs, 159 yards. Also his sixth straight game with at least five rushing attempts. Ran the ball five times for 32 yards. Well over his rushing plus receiving yards combined uh, prop combo of 80 three in a hook but Donnie those are some of the stats of last night right you brought up the point let's dive into the playoff picture a huge win for Tennessee that virtually solidifies the AFC South they entered last night still with about a two-game lead one game up in the win-loss column and then the season sweep so the tiebreaker over Indianapolis but only minus 800 now look at the odds this morning on FanDuel on this Friday minus 5,000 so it seems Donnie Tennessee a clear path to the postseason in the AFC yeah, certainly a clear path. And also, you want to take a look at what they can possibly do in the playoffs. Let's look down the list. You know, Julio Jones hasn't been very effective here all throughout the year battling those hamstring injuries, which he's done for the past couple of years. But you're right. You saw A.J. Brown come back to be one of those dominant wide receivers. If Derrick Henry comes back in the playoffs, this also goes to all of a sudden goes to a team like, hey, we want to play them in the playoffs because they're injured too. Whoa, hold on now. Looks like they're full go for the playoffs at this point. And then from a 49ers perspective here, they now go down into the mud, as I like to say, eight and seven, seven mm. and seven, six and eights those teams fighting for the playoffs they probably could have clinched it up last night if they picked up the victory but a little bit more to do now on their road to the playoffs but i look forward to the titans here as a playoff team and healthy watch out a great point drs the titans also now plus 950 in the afc championship market a dollar and a half of movement in their favor san francisco two bucks against them in the nfc championship market 14 to 1 to now plus 1600 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. To Donnie's point right there, San Fran last night minus 700 to make the NFC playoffs. Still probably pretty good odds to get in in that wild card spot, but didn't help their chances last night. We look at the playoff picture around the league for this upcoming weekend next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A football Friday on this Christmas Eve on SportsGrid continues right here on the morning after. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside, Donnie Seymour for this opening hour of TMA. And then we will bring you up all the way until noon Eastern time on this football Friday. So Donnie, week number 16 starting last night. One final point, by the way, about TNF. The total of 44 and a hook stays under 12 of 17 Thursday NFL football games this year have hit the under strong trends to keep in mind 
here moving forward the rest of the way if there are even any more Thursday night football games I'll have to double check on that one but DRS let's start to dive in to the weekend because as we know entering week number 16 only one team in the entire National Football League had clinched a postseason berth that was the Green Bay Packers by way of winning their division in the NFC North a lot will be decided this weekend in playoff implications across the entire slate and let's start with one of the best divisional matchups that we have a divisional discussion right here on TMA on this football Friday the Buffalo Bills on the road for the rematch against the New England Patriots a little bit of line movement this morning DRS we have the Bills only catching a point and a half now plus 108 on that money line and over under of 43 and a hook in Foxborough inside Gillette Stadium against the Patriots how do you approach round number two between Belichick and the Bills uh, redemption for the Buffalo Bills here. This, to me, is a must-win for the Buffalo Bills, Ben. As opposed to New England, do they want to win? Sure, they do. Because if they win it, they'll probably end up clinching the division. But you have to go back to August and September, heading into the season, what you anticipated. I don't know, an MVP season campaign for Josh Allen, a coronation of the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills that finally say, this is our division. No longer the New England Patriots have a stronghold on this. And moving forward of what you anticipated once they got to the playoffs. Here we sit today. Eight and six for the Buffalo Bills. If they go into New England on Sunday and lose, Ben, they go to eight and seven. Never in my wildest dreams would I think that they would roughly be a 500 football team this year in that AFC East. But let's also take a look at what works for Buffalo. I don't know. Maybe not 50-mile-an-hour win so you can throw the football. Josh Allen should have a much better performance. But also keep in mind, from a betting perspective and a health perspective, New England coming in as the more banged-up football team. I know Cole Beasley's out due to COVID protocols for the Buffalo Bills. But take a look at Stevenson banged up a little bit. Harris, who missed last week with a hamstring injury that he injured previously against the Buffalo Bills. A few wide receivers injured here. This has to be the Buffalo Bills game, and I'm going to ride that here. Buffalo Bills, money line. Obviously, it's a short price there at the plus 108, the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think they go in the Foxborough this weekend, Ben, and pick up a big win. Yeah, and Donnie, this line opened up only at one and a half in New England's favor. It got moved up to two and a half in the middle of this week, now at one and a half. It will be interesting again to see where this line closes on Sunday in Gillette. But we all remember the first game between these two teams on Monday night, a little bit less than a month ago. The New England Patriots threw the ball with their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, just three times, ran the ball 46 times for 222 yards on the ground. Buffalo did not eclipse the 100-yard mark on the ground in that game, and there was a lot of conversation, DRS, as you remember after the game, about Buffalo's physicality up front and losing that football game 14-10. to Buffalo's rush defense, middle of the pack in the NFL, but over the last three games, they've allowed 170 yards on the ground. But that speaks to Donnie's point that If Ramondre Stevenson, if Damian Harris are not a full go, that would certainly favor Buffalo. Buffalo only been an underdog twice this year. They won the first time outright on the road in Kansas City, then seemed like they were going to cover against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then, of course, the overtime walk-off from Tom Brady. We know that Buffalo needs the offense to get going in this game. They bounced back with 31 points last week against Carolina after struggling a little bit offensively in the previous month or so. And Donnie, when you look at this from the New England perspective, 6-3 and three ATS as a favorite this year, covering by more than 11 points per game, but did have their seven-game win and cover streak snapped last week on a Saturday against the Indianapolis Colts. A huge game as well for the AFC East Division. New England can clinch that division with a win over Buffalo at home on Sunday and a Dolphins loss on Monday night 
to the New Orleans Saints. A little bit of news in that game as well. Taysom Hill placed on the COVID-19 list along with Trevor Simeon. So it most likely will be the rookie quarterback out of Notre Dame, Ian Book, getting the start on Monday night. But again, you look at the AFC East division. The Patriots still the odds-on favorites at minus 170. Buffalo, Donnie, plus 130. The crazy thing to me, like you mentioned, Buffalo, for a good majority of this NFL regular season, the favorites not in the AFC East, but also in the AFC championship market and to think that if they lose this football game, they're going to be on the outside looking into the AFC playoffs. No, they will be. And if you're taking a look from a betting perspective, where are you going to find value in this game? And sometimes you can manipulate some of those odds to work in your favor. If you think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game and the money line is we brought up here at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a plus 108. How about if I sold you a little bit of a better price continuing on what the Buffalo Bills have after this week versus New England Patriots. Let's say they pick up that victory and you have the plus 108, which is great. You'll put that in your pocket. But you have a price now currently sitting out here, Ben. Division winner, Buffalo Bills of the AFC sitting at a plus 130. The reason why I think that is a better market because if they don't win this this weekend you're not winning that wager anyway but if they do win that look yeah. at the two teams that they have coming up on the horizon here two bad teams at home atlanta and the new york jets maybe you can increase your odds here by about 20 cents here by taking them to win the division because they're going to have to beat the new england patriots in order to do that and then you get that plus price on what you should have as double digit favorites the rest of the way at home here ben a great, great point there as well, DRS. Talk about some value maybe and some hedging opportunities even over the final two weeks of this NFL regular season. So a great divisional battle in the AFC East in Foxborough on Sunday. Also in Cincinnati on Sunday, a game that will most likely decide the winner of the AFC North division. No love lost between these two divisional foes. The Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Baltimore Ravens, Donnie. Cincy, a three-point home favorite, the over-under total 45 and a hook. How do you like this matchup between Baltimore and Cincy? I don't think it makes sense here. And sometimes when you try to take a look at lines, we always like to preface this. There's no trap lines. Vegas doesn't report or say the odds makers don't put out lines. Like, ah, we're going to trip the public up on this one. The lines are there because what makes sense with the computer systems, the analytics, the, excuse me, the statistics, and what comes out. But I got to tell you, Ben, I see the minus three for myself here, a home game for the Bengals. When you take a look at the Ravens, who Kevin and I talked about it earlier here on the early line, setting this game up yesterday at practice, Ben, only 13 eligible healthy bodies on defense for the Ravens. They're injured at Ooh. so many positions mostly on defense here. Lamar Jackson looks like he's not going to play in this game. Huntley will be your starter. So if I told you, you know, let's just say 15 to 20 guys either injured or on the COVID list, you're going on the road against what we think is a better team here, Ben, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Why is this line three and not five and a half, six and a half, or closer to seven points? That gives me a little bit of pause because then when you look at the scores of the Baltimore Ravens, it's regardless. It's next man up mentality for Harbaugh and that crew. And it seems like every week they're hanging on by a two-point conversion or less. But I have to say, Cincinnati wins this game. They should win it. They should win this division. I think that line is light, and I'm not looking towards taking the Baltimore Ravens here. I'll jump that line here and say Cincinnati should get this done by a field goal or more, Ben. Yeah, even with Tyler Huntley in there, who showed us he was a gamer last week against the Pack, the Ravens this year, 4-0 ATS against the number as an underdog so far this season. Only two outright wins in their first two games, but perfect 4-0 ATS as a dog this year. And again, Donnie, you tie this in to the AFC North Divisional Market. Cincinnati currently the favorite, currently the top spot in the divisional standings as well. The Bengals plus 135. The Ravens only 15 cents behind at plus 150. That is what is on the line Sunday in Cincinnati. Quickly here, Donnie, Sunday night, Washington, Dallas, the Cowboys at home, a 10-point favorite with a win. They clinched the NFC East. 
most likely win. But can Dallas cover that big spread? They can cover the big spread, but it seems like they've been disinterested in covering big lines here. Now, they did get to pick up a victory last week against the Giants and only held them to six points. It seems like that they're getting bad quarterbacks at the right time here while Dak Prescott still trying to work through some of those midseason malaise that he has. They should win this football game, but i got to tell you, I don't, I'm not interested in laying those points. I might take the dog here in division in this game. WFT has been an underdog now in 10 straight games throughout this NFL regular season. Dallas only a double-digit favorite one other time this year. They lost outright by two touchdowns to the Denver Broncos. We continue to dive through the NFL slate for week number 16 on a holiday weekend. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Right back here on the morning after on Sports Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens alongside Donnie Wrightside, Donnie Seymour, DRS, as we call him, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning alongside Kevin Walsh, old K-Dubs, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time leading into us here on the morning after on the grid. On this football Friday, on this Christmas Eve, Donnie in his Christmas sweater. Finest me in a kind of yeah. festive green sweater. We are breaking yeah. down the holiday weekend slate across the NFL. And Donnie, right now, looking at a couple of games for this upcoming weekend that certainly have playoff ramifications, mainly in the hunt for a wild card spot. Everything is in the hunt right now. And as Donnie alluded to, when we were breaking down the AFC East divisional matchup between the Pats and the Bills, there are five teams right now in the AFC at eight and six straight up entering this week 16 slate one of those five teams the LA Chargers still very good odds to make the postseason at minus 270 right now but trying to solidify that and they should have a good opportunity to do so Donnie on the road against the Houston Texans as you are seeing there a very large spread at 10 and a half points in favor of the road team in Los Angeles and over under of 45 in a hook Donnie, with this game, the Chargers hopefully getting a win, solidifying, it seems, a postseason berth. Not clinching, but solidifying. How big is this matchup on Sunday for Brandon Staley and the crew? Should be an easy one here for the Chargers. And having said that, you know, typically you're looking at from a COVID perspective. Oh, no, Austin Eckler is on the COVID list. But you got to look on the opposite team here. You're looking at a full-blown yeah. COVID breakout here for the Houston Texans that, Ben, aren't, uh, aren't that talented to begin with. You're looking at the offense and why it does have some semblance of decency here. It's because Brandon Cooks, 945 yards on the season and five touchdowns. He tested positive for COVID-19. He's not going to play. So it basically leaves you with Davis Mills and, and not much else. But also on the opposite side of the ball here for the Houston Texans. The defense, nine players, Ben, have tested positive Oof. for COVID-19 on the defensive line alone. So even if Eckler's not going to play, Justin Jackson should be able to run wild a couple backup running backs. Justin Herbert should be able to do whatever he wants. I love the team total in this game. I think they can get to their 28 points or higher in this one. I think they walk away with an easy victory. They probably would have had it easily, but then again, you throw in the COVID, which really ravaged the Houston Texans. And also, a dome team going on the road to play in a dome usually works out well. Herbert should have some big numbers here. They'll approach 30 points, hit their team total, and I expect a comfortable win for the Los Angeles Chargers. 
It's a great way of looking at a large spread at times. When the team that is favored to cover by double digits or more than a touchdown, there's a reason that is an expectation because they're going to put up points. So maybe instead of allowing the back door to be open and Houston, who has been an underdog in all but one game this year with a pretty decent record against the spread at six and seven, you just focus on one team and that team total against a Houston Texans team to echo Donnie's point that as of yesterday had 21 players on the COVID-19 reserve list. 21, both a ton on offense and, as Donnie mentioned, especially defensively, for LA to take advantage of. Maybe no Austin Eckler. We'll see if he can come back in time, but still, Mike Williams should be there. Keenan Allen should be there. And of course, the sophomore quarterback, the second year in the NFL in Justin Herbert. So an ability to go over that team total for the Chargers offensively in a game that would do a lot with just a win to make their path to the postseason look a whole lot better. The Chargers haven't been great as a favorite, only three and five ATS this year. But again, the team total play is a way of getting around that when the spread is clearly an indication LA should win comfortably on Sunday in Houston. Another team from Los Angeles, Donnie, on the road this upcoming weekend. The Rams visiting Minneapolis, taking on the Vikings. Both teams really in that NFC wildcard spot, but the Rams not dead yet in the NFC West race as well. Plus 135 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Arizona Cardinals only minus 160 as opposed to a week ago when Arizona was minus 750 in that marketplace to win the NFC West Division. And the Rams, a three, three and a half point favorite against the Vikings, who Donnie are also dealing with some COVID issues. Dalvin Cook placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. That a big loss for the Vikings against the Rams on Sunday. No, it certainly is. And maybe if you're the Rams, you're getting the Vikings at the right time here. Still Adam Thielen, a question mark here if he's even going to play Sunday. And then you take a look at Justin Jefferson. He's a fantastic wide receiver. He's got to go up against Jalen Ramsey, who I think is the best overall cornerback in the NFL. But you're right. Dalvin Cook missing this game is huge here because that's the one guy that you can hand the football to at any time, Ben, for a big game and to bail you out of some situations. Madison is a very good and capable backup running back, but he's certainly not Dalvin Cook here. But the one detriment that you have, which the Philadelphia Eagles might run into this weekend as well is you played on Tuesday not Monday not Sunday so the team that you're going mm. to play had that extra rest and they're ready and also keep in mind Minnesota still fighting for that playoff spot the same way the Rams are but also you took a look at the perspective here in the NFC West with the division winners the Arizona Cardinals minus 160 the Los Angeles Rams plus 135 the way I envision this weekend moving forward is I do see the Colts going in and beating Arizona and I do see the Rams going in and beating the Minnesota Vikings that's going to get tough here in Arizona they don't want to stay in that free fall here they can avoid it by picking up a victory but the Rams are right on their heels now Ben yeah Donnie this line opened in LA's favor at just three points it was a little bit surprising to me as well because I expected the Rams to be maybe a four four and a half point favorite only worked in their favor by a hook right now after the Dalvin Cook news yesterday for the Vikings but Still, the Rams have won three straight games. They have covered in three straight games, two of those last three as a favorite, which for a Rams team that began the year just 3-7 and seven ATS as a favorite, a pretty strong indication of where this Rams team is going. Now, the third best odds in the NFC Championship market at plus 500, and we mentioned certainly alive, tied in the win-loss column right now with Arizona at 10-4 and four straight up for the NFC West divisional market you are seeing the rams even past the cardinals in that race for the nfc conference crown now minnesota has been good as an underdog this year five and one ats winning outright in three of those five covers but they haven't been an underdog in three weeks minnesota also 
on a two-game winning streak. They played an under Donnie on Monday Night Football, of course, in an ugly game against the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field, but they had played four straight overs prior to that. And a rather fascinating thing at this portion of the year, there are only five teams across the entire NFL right now that have played more than 50% of their games to an over. LA and Minnesota, two of those five teams. An over-under that has dropped by a point now to 48 and a hook. So the Rams seem like they are certainly going to the postseason, whether in a wild card spot or if they can catch the Cardinals at the top of the NFC West. A huge game for Minnesota, who currently occupies that seventh and final NFC wild card spot if the season were to end today. But hot on their heels, Donnie Wright sides Philadelphia Eagles. The Birds looking for that wild card race as well. Donnie, is TEL the early line of a big Philadelphia show? Are you and Kev just always yelling, fly, Eagles, fly? Yeah, as I like to say on, on the network here, don't be too regional here. We are very regional on the early line here with the Philadelphia Eagles band. That is absolutely true. So we look at this game now. The Birds, a double-digit favorite against the New York Giants. Any disrespect for Jake Fromm? Probably starting in this game for New York against Philadelphia. The Eagles, of course, coming off a big win on Tuesday night football against another divisional side in the Washington football team. Donnie, is that number too big in Philly's favor? I mean, theoretically, it should be. But I think you're getting a carbon copy of what we saw last week versus the Washington football team. Now, also, the same way we just talked about the Los Angeles Rams, they played Tuesday to foot off. The Eagles played Tuesday as well. So a little bit more rest here for the Giants. But I'm not so sure it makes that much sense. We know in the NFL, if you have a capable starting quarterback, that's great. But even more important sometimes, Ben, a capable backup quarterback that's been in your system who can be a plug-and-play guy and get you through. Look at what Tyler Huntley's doing for the Ravens down there. If you don't have Lamar Jackson, that organization says, you know what? Huntley's probably going to be a pretty good quarterback this week, and we think we can win, which is why that line is only three. Now you take a look at the Giants here. They don't have Daniel Jones, who I don't think is a very good quarterback, but Daniel Jones, last time he played, wasn't all that great, but they still were able to beat the Eagles because you got competent quarterback play. Now you're seeing Glennon and Fromm, and if you're not deserving of being in the NFL as a starting quarterback at this time, it's hard for me to back you at any price because it no longer turns for me, Ben, into how many points you can score. It's roughly just about can you take the snap and get a first down or two, and then we'll see if we can actually score some points here. The Philadelphia Eagles should win this game and win it comfortably. It was nice to see Jalen Hurts get back off of those injuries and that bad performance yep. against the Giants, wipe the cobwebs away after the first quarter and take control. Eagles should win this game comfortably for me, Ben. And now Philly's finding their groove, Donnie. They are the top-rushing offense in all of the NFL. Seven straight games with at least 175 rushing yards on the ground. What Philly is doing for a team that used to boo their head coach at the beginning of the year for not running the football enough. Certainly, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, and everybody in that Philadelphia backfield finding their rhythm on the ground. Of course, Nick Sirianni testing positive for COVID-19 earlier in this week. Most likely will not be there for Sunday's game, but still a double-digit spread in Philly's favor. The over-under is ticked down by two points to just 40 and a half. New York has played seven of their last eight games to an under. Why? Because they have the third worst scoring offense in the NFL, only averaging 17 points per game. They have only averaged 12 points per game in their last three games. The three starts made by Mike Glennon. And Donnie, maybe one of the most depressing facts about the fact that Giants do not have a backup quarterback or a third string quarterback, and we don't need to get into the discussion of do they have a starting quarterback in Daniel Jones either, is Mike Glennon has yet to eclipse the 200-yard mark 
in his three starts. And they have thrown the football a lot from being down and booked as a big underdog in these games. Mike Lennon's stats through these three starts, two touchdowns to five interceptions. If I was looking at this game, I might look to a Giants team total under because I'm not sure how they generate offense, whether it's Jake Fromm, whether it's Mike Lennon. Philly is certainly playing some good football in the hunt for one of those NFC wildcard spots and could get a huge gift on this Christmas weekend if the Rams go into Minnesota and get the win over the Vikings. We run the triple option up next. That's what we do. Establish the run for NFL Week 16. Stay with us on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, we're feeling festive on this Football Friday. A Merry Christmas Eve to you and yours right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all across the SportsGrid network. Alongside Donnie Rice for this opening hour on a Football Friday, I am Ben Stevens. You know our credo on this show. Every weekend we set you up for success in the NFL by sticking to the ground game. We believe in running the damn ball. We believe in in establishing that run to lead to success. So right now, we will do that in the triple option. Our favorite side, total, and prop for this upcoming weekend slate across the National Football League. Donnie, on this Christmas Eve, I'm feeling in a giving mood. Why don't you start us off with your favorite side for week number 16 in the NFL? Yep, we covered it already, Ben, here earlier in the show, and it's redemption for those Buffalo Bills. Now, the good part about this is some people out there, Ben, I don't know if you know, say DRS is moving lines out here. So I was asked to give my opinions on three wagers here. One of them was the Buffalo Bills at plus two and a half, which FC has dropped to one and a half. I'm going to do you guys one better. You say, hey, Donnie, you sent it over two and a half. We can't get the two and a half. Don't worry about the two and a half, people. Take the money line here. The Buffalo Bills roll into town here in Foxborough and pick up that W, Ben. I am rolling with the Buffalo Bills as my side of the weekend here redemption forget about the points ben just take the buffalo bills and you'll get those christmas gifts a short price right now on buffalo at plus 108 on the money line and as drs mentioned earlier a huge game for the divisional standings in the afc east buffalo right now the second shortest odds behind the patriots with a plus money price at plus 130 because if buffalo wins on sunday in foxborough that's going to be a very attractive price as they are probably going to be a double-digit favorite at home against the Falcons and the Jets to end out this regular season. Donnie Wright's side always giving you the plus money on this Christmas Eve heading in to your holiday weekend. Donnie, my favorite side for this upcoming Sunday, a game inside Arrowhead between Kansas City and Pittsburgh. And we know of all the COVID concerns for the Chiefs, but I think you're getting a pretty good number on Kansas City. The line opened up in KC's favor at 10.5, came all the way down to that key number of 7, falling on a 7, now all the way back up to 8.5. That was my thought earlier in the week. I would dive in on Kansas City now because, listen, I know they have some extensive issues with COVID concerns, but it's not Patrick Mahomes, and I understand how great Travis Kelsey is, and I understand how great Tyreek Hill is, and I understand how not having your kicker confirmed Harrison Butker is going to be a detriment for scoring in this game but Trav might be back we're not exactly sure of the health status of Tyreek Hill placed 
in those protocols. And even without them, there's enough offensively for Kansas City. And we know the Chiefs defense has been darn good in this seven-game winning streak for Kansas City and a five-game cover streak all as a favorite. But if you still think, eh, more than a touchdown with a team that there's still some uncertainty about, I don't want to lay that, Ben. Well, then look at the first half. Now, this line is not out yet for the Chiefs and the Steelers on Sunday inside Arrowhead. But we know one thing for certain. Pittsburgh is terrible in the first half, especially at scoring the football. When you look, Donnie, so far this season, Pittsburgh in the first half, one of the worst scoring offenses in all of the NFL, just averaging a little more than a touchdown per game. The second worst scoring offense, only averaging 7.2 points per game. They have averaged just two, yeah, just one, two points in the first half in their last three games. They have been a great team to bet live. They have stormed back and ignited that offense in the second half. But in the first half, not so much. Only averaging two points per game in the last three games. Meanwhile, Kansas City, if you want to estimate this first half line, maybe around three and a half, four and a half points in KC's favor. KC, the sixth best scoring offense in the first half, averaging nearly two touchdowns, 13.8 points per game. So I think Kansas City can cover this game outright, but I think they can also cover in the first half. But Donnie, that also might allow for double profitability inside Arrowhead on Sunday to take KC in the first half and then maybe look at a live line for the Steelers to storm back. No, there's no question about it. I mean, can you just envisualize it right now? We're at the end of the first quarter. It's 7 to nothing, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh still hunting for their first first down of the ball game. It's the MO of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't wake up until halftime, until it's really too late where the game might be out of reach, but then they put together a couple touchdown drives, get close at the end of the game, and then give you the hope for the next week that, ah, this is the week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not going to fall into that trap, and you are correct, Ben, when you bring up one point here. The COVID rules are much different than even what they were last week. At any time, we might get a ruling to Today, where Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey get back into the game. So even if you're looking from a Kansas City perspective where you like the first half, you might get even some bonus players back over the weekend where I don't really think that's going to happen for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So keep an eye on that as well. And Chris Jones, the stud defensive yeah. tackle for KC, yeah. that was a huge part of the defensive improvement for Steve Spagnuolo and company, has been activated. He missed last week. He has been activated off that COVID-19 list for this upcoming matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And KC still in the hunt for that number one overall seed in the AFC. The odds on favorites on FanDuel to do that. So they remain supremely motivated and can clinch the AFC West this weekend as well. So Donnie, we move from our favorite sides to our favorite totals of the weekend. A game with not necessarily the biggest playoff implications, but still maybe some profits to be had. The Bears and the Seahawks. An over-under, that's rather small at 42 in a hook. How do you see that going for your favorite total this weekend. Yeah, it's great. And you say, well, why would you go to this game? Why don't you pick on some better games here? Because I like some other team totals better. But I think from a both sides perspective, this makes sense. Because, again, we're, as you said, we're not dealing with 49 and a half, 54 and a half. We're taking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook opening up at a 43 and a half, dropping it to 42 and a half. And that's between Chicago and Seattle. And you say, two quick teams here not going anywhere in the playoffs. Sometimes they make for the best recipes for points here because you're in evaluation mode if you're the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields. Two weeks ago, they moved the football mm. and scored some good points against the Green Bay Packers on the road. Last week, you saw them against Minnesota. They weren't able to score, but boy, they had a lot of chances. And as you know, Ben, being a better, sometimes it's not about actually cashing in. It's about did you actually have a chance in the usage rate of getting inside the 20-yard line and how you can use that in the next weeks. I do think they're going to be fine on offense, the Chicago Bears, going up against a defense that's not very good. 
Then flip it over to Seattle, who basically dead and buried here. Russell Wilson might not be back next year, but still a consummate professional. Also keep in mind last week going up against one of the better defenses in the NFL in the Los Angeles Rams without Tyler Lockett. Now you go against one of the bottom defenses in the NFL here in the Chicago Bears, and you get Lockett back. As long as we don't have two bad conditions up in Seattle, which, again, it's always drizzling in Seattle, which looks like it's going to be on Sunday. I expect both of these teams to approach 20 points here, which gives you an honest effort, Ben, at the 42-and-a-half. If I can get Justin Fields playing the football he's playing now as opposed to when we first saw him, he should throw for 250 yards. The same thing with Russell Wilson who said in his press conference, hey, it finally feels like I'm getting back to normal. Well, if I get normal out of Russell Westbrook this weekend, they'll be in the 20s here, and they'll cash this ticket for us as the over 42-and-a-half comes in. And maybe, Donnie, Russ is trying to show off maybe in a tryout-type scenario to remind people he's still a top three, top five quarterback in the NFL. And that finger that bothered him throughout this year that he missed a bunch of games with is feeling good heading into the 2022 NFL season. Maybe speculative, but, you know, we got to have a little fun this holiday weekend Mm -hmm. in the NFL. One final point, Donnie. I think because of how many great games that we have that have huge playoff implications and opportunities to clinch divisions or solidify a wild card berth, whatever it might be, some of the other games that we might see, like this one, for instance, between Seattle and Chicago, maybe not as much public attention. Maybe you can find a little bit more of an edge on what are very sharp lines now heading into week 16, only three more weeks left of this NFL regular season. My favorite total, a team total. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a team total of 27 points against the Carolina Panthers. Now, Carolina has been abysmal. They have lost four straight games, and in this four-game losing skid, the defense has allowed an average of 30 points per game to the opposition. In fact, Carolina has played five straight overs because they have been giving up so many darn points. And we all remember last week, the Bucs getting shut out at home by the Saints. The first time in 15 seasons, a Tom Brady-led offense has been shut out. You think they're looking to bounce back this week? You think they're looking to make an offensive statement? And I know that Chris Godwin is not there. And I know that playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette is not there. Mike Evans might be banged up. But you add Antonio Brown back to the fold. The focus will be on Gronk. Tyler Johnson, the second-year wide receiver out of Minnesota, still a playmaker in my mind. And I know they're limited offensively with some of the players normally a part of that Byron Leftwich-led offense. But still... I think Tom Brady and Tampa Bay bounce back in a big way. They're an 11-point favorite over the Carolina Panthers, maybe trickle down to 10 at the moment as well. I would still look for Tom and the Bucks to put up a ton of points against a very struggling Carolina Panthers defense, Donnie. That's why I like a team total of over 27 for the Bucks. DRS, as a team total guy heading into most weekend slates in the NFL, what do you make of my assessment here that Tampa Bay bounces back with some points? It's sharp. It's ultra contrarian. You are a bigger and better man than me, Ben, for going after Tampa Ooh. Bay because the last time we saw the Bucks shut out and get injured, but I talked about this with Kevin Austin because here's where the chance that you have coming into this is, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's still Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't have a lot of weapons in New England and still were able to move the football. And also, from a game-planning perspective here, you are getting Antonio Brown back. You still have Rob Gronkowski. Ronald Jones should have a decent game on the ground. But you didn't lose these guys, Ben, during the game. You come in with a game plan that you work on all week long, and by the end of the first quarter, now hold on. We don't have Fournette. We don't have Mike Evans. And we don't have Godwin. Oh, no, we don't have our game plan put in. We're just going to have to mix and match. The game plan should come in. You have Bruce Arians. You have Brian Lef- Byron Leftwich, and also Tom Brady. Some of the best in the business here. If they're going to score, it's not going to be for a lack of trying, and I doubt they get shut out this weekend. But boy, oh boy, I like the waters that you're wading into, Ben. Sharpness, I like it. 
I'm trying my best, DRS, to hang with you on this Christmas Eve. You're looking darn good in the sweater. I'm trying to give you some team totals good. that might so be able to hit. Yeah, you, you look good. You look good. I know there's going to be some cigars lit on this holiday weekend for oh. sure in the Seymour household. So, Donnie, I like where our minds are at right now heading into our favorite props to round out the triple option for this Christmas weekend. A doubleheader on Christmas Day. The Packers host the Browns, and then the Cardinals host the Colts in the nightcap. We are both looking at two running backs to do well on Christmas Day. First, your favorite prop. Who is it, and in which game of the doubleheader we have on Christmas? There you go. We're going to go shoot this one here, and it's going to be an A.J. Dillon prop. Now, I'm not even going to go with the starting running back here for the Green Bay Packers. Why? Because I expect a victory out of the Packers, and the one thing that we do know, once they take the lead, they hand it over to A.J. Dillon. I'm not even worried, but typically you get a little bit nervous. Like, oh, he didn't get one in the first half or the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, but keep an eye on that fourth quarter. And also, as a goal line back, Dillon is going to cash in a touchdown here. I got this at a plus 130 price yesterday. If I expect Green Bay to win this game, which I do, that means I expect double-digit carry carries from Dylan, and I expect at least one or two carries inside the five-yard line. Should be able to cash this one in, and don't sweat this one out in the fourth quarter when they have the lead. Dylan's probably going to get another five to six handoff as they salt this game away. A.J. Dylan, anytime touchdown prop for me, Ben. Plus 130. Sign me up. Absolutely love it. The Packers, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Lambeau Field on Christmas. Something just feels magical about that. A.J. Dillon can cash, getting into the end zone at a plus-130 price as well. For me, Donnie, it's the nightcap on Christmas. Out in the desert, Jonathan Taylor, the NFL's mm. leading rusher yeah. by a very large margin. Now, his rushing yards prop is at 102 and a hook. Honestly, from a booking perspective, that's a pretty high number, but it's not high enough for Jonathan Taylor right now. Over in five of his last six games, in those five owner overs, Donnie, averaging 157 yards on the ground. And Arizona has struggled against the run all year. 17th as a rushing defense out of 32 teams in the NFL, giving up over 112 yards per game on the ground. They are the second best rushing offense, Indianapolis, the third best Scoring offense is Indianapolis averaging over 28 yards or 28 points per game. I think Jonathan Taylor, despite it being big at 102 and a hook, can still go over against the Cardinals. And the nightcap on Christmas, JT props. Wisconsin Badgers running the triple option. Yeah, it just makes sense here on the morning after. We round out our number one. Hearing from you, it's Fade the Public time up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our number one on this Christmas Eve edition of a Football Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Alongside Donnie Wrightside for the entirety of this opening hour, I am Ben Stevens. But before Donnie goes on his merry way for this Christmas weekend, we need his thoughts on your thoughts. It is time to fade the public. So DRS, you know it very well. Only three more weeks of this yeah. regular season. Before we get into the postseason, we are starting to see the cream rise to the top in the NFL. Only one team has clinched a postseason berth, but out of the four favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the Super Bowl, 
who has the best chance of doing so? That was the question we po posed to the public today. In the four options that we have, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, tied as the co-favorites right now at plus 450. The Bucks, a couple of bucks behind them at plus 600. The Rams, 11 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. So those are the four favorites. In the public right now, Donnie, siding with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, nearly 45% of this ongoing poll it's still active at sports grid tv on twitter saying the packers have the best shot to win the super bowl donnie right side are you fading the public i'm a little bit disappointed here and i'm going to fade the public now having said this i think the setup is always in when i come on here being a lifelong bills fan every time we ask this question the bills never appear on this so i figure the shots are being taken at me directly but i have to say the packers are a very good football team and should be able to get to the super bowl but i'm going to fade the public and go the kansas city chiefs when they're healthy and they're right, they're the most dangerous team in the NFL. So I will fade the public because my choice again, Ben, would have been the Bills, but I will go with the Chiefs. DRS tied for the fifth best odds are your Buffalo Bills. You Nobody go. circles the wagons like Donnie Wrightside, Donnie Seymour. Don't let Kevin Walsh know we're talking about the Buffalo Bills. He no, might get all hot not. and bothered nope. heading into the holiday weekend. DRS, one of the co-hosts of the early line each and every weekday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern time. Donnie, have a wonderful holiday weekend. The best to you and yours. spot a sports gaming winner they listen to us don't rely on luck get the expert information you need the win